Hello, neighbors. My name is Michael Crosa, and thank you for listening to Jollyville Radio, a semi-fictional variety show about building and celebrating community. Each week, we feature scenes from Jollyville, followed by an interview with a real-life community builder. This week, we're talking to Chaz Naylor, a vocal artist in Austin, Texas. Be sure to stick around after the credits to get a peek from behind the scenes. This is the first episode of our fourth season, and we're really excited about what's to come. You can also find Jollyville Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to feature your fan art. You can also help us out a lot by leaving a rating and review and sharing Jollyville Radio with a friend. More information about us, as well as stickers and merch, can be found at jollyvilleradio.com. So without much further ado, the show starts now. Well, hello, neighbors, and thank you for tuning in to Jollyville Radio on KJVR. My name is Julia Stonewash, and I'm broadcasting from Chipperton Memorial Square Park in downtown Jollyville. We're here to talk to the new owner of the Cup of Love Hot Chocolate Cart. This is Samson Boyd, the owner of Cup of Love. How are you, Samson? I'm doing wonderfully. I just got started with my hot chocolate stand here, and I put it on wheels so that I can bring a cup of love anywhere. For those of you at home, Samson's cart is actually a souped-up rickshaw. That's correct, Julia. It brings me great pleasure to share my long-standing family recipe for the perfect hot chocolate. The secret is that I can just look at the person and can tell what would make the perfect drink. The couple I just curated for had something special. The woman had an extra splash of chocolate drizzle and the man had hot white chocolate mixed in. I don't need to ask, I just know. This couple is clearly in love, but the man was giving off weird energy. The man was giving off weird energy? You mean this couple right over here? That would be the one. And if I can guess correctly, they appear to be enjoying it. That's the thing here at Cup of Love. Each and every customer... Okay, it is very clear that the man wants to hold the woman's hand, but she's texting. Stop texting! (gasps) You don't think we stumbled upon a proposal? Oh, that would be simply splendid. A cup of love for their moment of love. And I help to be a part of it, even in a small way. I can't wait to tell my family. Julia... Are you even listening? Uh, uh-huh, of course. It appears she put her phone away. They are holding hands. Samson, you were right. His energy is definitely a, a weird nervous energy. They're in the middle of the park. I forgot to mention, Samson's cart is currently located near the Memorial Fountain. The one with the cascading mini fountains in it, not the one with the main water feature. Why someone thought to build multiple fountains under the same name in the same park is beyond me. Not important! Uh, Julia, are we still doing the interview? Shh. In a minute. They stopped. She took her phone up. Put your phone away. Don't you know this is a proposal? Of course not. Why would she? Okay. Okay, listeners. I'm moving to get a slightly better angle, but don't worry. I am far away. I might be creepily watching, but I'm not getting in the middle of this. You chose to hold your proposal in public. You will get watchers. (gasps) Oh, he's down on one knee, folks. Oh, wow. I can see the ring from here. You should... Never open the ring box before you speak, but that's uh, just me. Wow. He is talking a lot, and she's crying? No, she's definitely crying. Oh, good. I was worried. She's nodding her head. It's a yes, everyone. Oh, my gosh, they are so cute, Samson. Aren't they so cute? Samson? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm so happy for them, and to think I had a small part in their love story. <laughs> they are walking away arm in arm. Oh, how cute. Did you happen to catch their names? No, I did not. Darn it. 
Anyways, congrats to the happy couple. I don't know who they are, but I hope their family isn't listening because I just ruined it for them. Uh, And with that, back to the studio. This has been Julia Stonewash from KJVR reporting live from the Chipperton Memorial Square Park. And Samson Boyd at Cup of Love. And Samson Boyd from Cup of Love. I'll take that cup and cheers to the happy couple. Whoever you are, Jollyville Radio will be back after these messages. Sky Jolly, your proud regional airline, is excited to offer new nonstop flights to Malakoff for the low rate of $55. Book online today and earn miles with your Sky Jolly Runway Rewards Program. Sky Jolly, unlike our competitors, we fly with both our wings. You are the Sahara of Africa, the arid Gobi in Asia, the American Mojave, devoid of moisture and gasping for flavor. On the horizon, what is that? An oasis? A panacea? A friendly face with a cold drink in hand? Yes! And he's handing you a nice cold bottle of Omnipop. And what a relief. Omnipop is the beginning and the end of beverages. It is a cold, fizzy soda, shaken martini, a hot cup of tea. One drink to rule them all. There is no longer a need for anything else. Omnipop is the soda of soda. The drink of drinks. It is the all cola. The every beverage. The unification of thirst-busting, flavor-quenching, soul-carbonating goodness. Coated with the deliciousness of Omnipop, your taste buds soar like a flock of parrots through the tropical rainforest and race like zebras across the Serengeti. One of the zebras slows. The black glistening eyes lock with yours. And it thanks you for drinking Omnipop. It is a zebra corn. A spiraling fluorescent horn sprouts from its forehead. It tosses its bristly mane in approval. You smile knowing that you have done a good thing. Make sure you have the all-cola, every beverage Omnipop. Hello, my name is Chaz Naylor. Figaro, 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 Figaro. You're listening to Jolly Build Radio on KJVR. Take a deep, relaxing breath. Let the troubles of the day fall away behind you. As you exhale, pull off the road if you're driving. Get comfortable, close your eyes, bring your attention to your breath. Feel your body from your toes, your legs, your torso, all the way up your shoulders, shutting off and sinking down heavily into your chair or bed. Relax, breathe normally, and clear your mind. It's time for Haiku for Bedtime on KJVR Jollyville Radio. Nature's change of shift, yellow and vermilion leaves. Dream 
of well-earned rest. Still twilight of spring, Morse code of the fireflies, Blink, blink, my eyes shut. Hammock in the trees, Sagittarius glimmers, Celestial night guard. This has been Haiku for Bedtime, because poetry rocks you to sleep. Jollyville Radio is brought to you by Jollyville State University, where C's get degrees and B's have infested the second floor bathroom. Jollyville State University, why go far when you could go here? Hello, this is your operator, Tammy Sue. How may I help you? And Tammy Sue, what year is it over there? It's 1957. How about you? I'm in 2022. She's in 2022. Always makes me happy when you call the party line, Kitty. Who all's on the party line? Just me and Tammy with an eye. We talk about casserole recipes. Mm-hmm. Tammy Sue was telling me about her Dutch oven sausage lasagna recipe. Oh, oh, try doubling up on the sausage. And y'all don't forget to wash those hands before you stop messing in the kitchen. You mind your own business, Kitty Westlake. Well, my, 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 excuse me. How are things going in future Jollyville, Kitty? Oh, my goodness heaven, something's happened. Oh, no. Is everyone okay? Something good, really, really good's happened. Why, why there's been a marriage proposal. Ooh, <laughs> I just love love. Oh, I remember when my Beauregard proposed to me. <laughs> what a lovely specimen of masculine being was my dear, dear Beauregard. <laughs> he was such a romantic. Well, what happened? Well, he called me and told me he was going to take me out to a mighty fine dinner, some real fancy schmancy place, and I should pull out the dog and put on my finest finery. Got to show off a little. Well, now, who's that yapping on the line? Tammy Pearl, you been lurking on the line this whole time? Oh, uh, well, I just, uh... <gasps> Did you hear that secret lasagna recipe? Uh, well, I, uh... What what happened next, Kitty? Well, as I was saying, he told me he was taking me to the best restaurant in Mobile, for that matter, this side of the Mississippi, and I should dress up right proper for it. The Magnolia Trellis Room. You went to the Magnolia Trellis Room? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you, sugar, it's that very place. So... As I was saying, my dear Beauregard asked me to dress up like all get out. And, oh, well, I thought my little black dress would be just perfect. It's a little snug, strapless number that shows off my exquisite shoulders to perfection. And especially lovely since it highlighted my swan-like neck with some pearls that my dear old daddy gave me for my birthday. And believe me, girls, when I say Beauregard picked me up, why that man, he was utterly speechless. Wait, now I thought you were calling about a proposal that had just happened. Why are we talking about you and Beauregard? I'll get there in a minute. I'm telling my story right now. You and just hush up. First things first, 
Well, I'm sure that boy dressed up real nice for you. Now, don't you go and get all jealous, Aunt Tammy Sue. He's much too old for you. Oh, mother, too young. I'm not really sure. Anyway, we get ourselves on over to the Magnolia Trellis Room and had ourselves a really nice meal. Mmm, what'd y'all have? He had a soup and tuff, a T-bone steak and some lobster, and I had a nice fillet of sole with sea scallops. I think I'd rather hear about the new kids who got engaged. Oh, just hold your horses, Tammy Pearl. What happened? Did he get down on his knee and ask you right there in the restaurant? Now, who's telling this story? You or me? No, he did not get down on his knee in front of all those people. That man had dignity. Instead, he drove us to the beach and asked me if I wanted to take a stroll along the water. And did you say yes? Well, of course I said yes. Eventually, I kind of hemmed and hawed, but I could see just how disappointed he looked. So, of course, I said, yes. (laughs) Well, we went down to the water and we both took our shoes off. You know, the sand was kind of loose until we got down to the water line. And I'm so glad I took those shoes off because all that salt water would have ruined those shoes. And besides, I just had my tootsies attended to by Patsy over at the Petite Patricia Pretty Pedicure Palace. You know, the one in the Park Plaza just off Prospect Place. It's over by the Pat Penderson Potty Supplies. Well, Patsy had just chosen the perfect shade of polish called Pretty in Pink Petunia Passion. And I must say, I was rather anxious Beauregard noticed my sweet little tootsies. But tell us about the proposal, Kitty. Wait, now hold on a minute. Why did Beauregard want to go down to the beach? The restaurant would have been so much more comfortable. Comfortable? Comfortable? Of course he would have been more comfortable. But you just know Beauregard, he always has to do things the hard way. Just like his dear old daddy. Just like his daddy. Well, anyway, there we were near the surf, holding hands and snuggling up. And the wind was coming in off the gulf, and it being October and all, well, that wind was getting kind of chilly. And as I said, I had that little black dress on, and it was rather skimpy when it came to keeping a girl warm. And he took off his jacket all gentlemanly and wrapped it around me. We walked a little further and I asked him why we were walking along the cellar because I was getting so cold again. And? And? Well, bless your heart, Tammy. Always interrupting me like that. Well, he looked a little bit scared or something. I never saw that in the man before. And he drops to his knee and he pulls a box out of his pocket and he opens it. And he says... Oh my God, what did he say? Well, you know very well what happened. He asked me to marry him, silly. He said, and I quote, My dear Miss Kitty Westlake, would you make me the happiest man in the whole wide world and consent to be my lawfully wedded wife? (laughs) Well, what could I say? My dear old daddy had been wondering and he was at me all the time asking if Beauregard was a getting hitched kind of guy and why he hadn't asked me and on and on and on. Oh my God, you said yes, didn't you? 
Oh, God, this is getting so annoying. <gasps> of course I did, sugar. He opened the box and started taking the ring out. Well, wouldn't you know, a big old wave came in and knocked us plumb over. It found me right away in the surf and helped me to my feet. And I said, okay, Beauregard, now you put that gosh darn ring on my finger so we can get back to the car and home again. Oh my God, did the ring fall in the water? <laughs> yes, he got down on his knees and he started looking through the wet sand, digging and throwing sand every which way. I got down there too and I started digging furiously. Oh, and finally I started crying. And as y'all girls know, I seldom get hysterical, but given the circumstances, and he stopped digging and he put his big strong arms around me and brought his hands to my face. Oh, that's when I saw it. When are we going to get to the new kids who got engaged today? Why, Tammy Pearl, I swear, if you don't. Look, somebody proposed in the park. I heard it when Julia Stonewash stumbled upon it during a hot chocolate thing. I don't know for sure, but I think it was Dory Beth and that boy Tyler something. Now, Tammy Pearl, I swear, if you don't stop interrupting me, I never, ever call again with any hot juicy gossip. Oh, no. Don't take away my gossip. Anyway, back to Beauregard in the sand. Why, that ring was on his little finger the whole time. And once I stopped crying and bowing my eyes out, he pulled me up and held me close. We ran to the car and we were kissing and fogging up the windows pretty good. You know how sometime that can happen. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> well, we got stopped by a policeman. And when he saw Beauregard was putting a ring on my finger, well, he just let us go without a word. Ooh, that story makes me all excited. I hope you waited until after the wedding to put the wedding band on. Kitty, are you in here on the time machine again? Oh, oh, oh gotta go. Wrap it up. We gotta do community beat. But wait. I want to talk about Dorbeth and Tyler. Bye-bye, y'all now. Wait, I want to talk about the new kids. Well, I better let you go, Tammy Pearl. Okay, well, Tammy Pearl, I reckon I better let you let me let you go. But, but, but... Tune in to the next episode and maybe we can talk about it, Tammy Pearl. Well, all right. That Tammy Pearl, bless her heart. Naylor. You're on mute, bro. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, what's happening, man? Not a whole lot of working. You still you still in the office? Yeah, still in the office. On a Friday at 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, it took a minute, and I'm sure you probably thought I was, you know, full of it, that we didn't, that I didn't get you in here right away, but it took a minute to get you for a specific reason. This this show, the next show that's airing with your interview, this interview, will be the first show of our third, fourth season, fourth season. And I was like, okay, that's going to air at the end of African Heritage Month. And we're going to have an opera singer who is black. I was like, hey, can't get any better than that. So let me just open up the show. We've got to do a little casual opening. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar. 
turn the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real, real world. And we have Chaz Naylor, who I've just said is an opera singer who happens to be Black. Welcome to Jollyville, Chaz. How you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me. All right. So do you consider yourself a an opera singer or just a vocalist or a crooner or balladeer? Yeah, I consider myself a vocal artist. A vocal artist. So you have a wide repertoire of things that you can do with your voice. Okay, and one of them being opera. One of them is opera. I've also done musical theater. I've also done some backup singing for Deltron 3030, the hip-hop supergroup. Um, gosh, I, I've also done some stuff for Game of Thrones when they were here for uh, Bleed for the Throne, um, the, which was a fundraiser for um, the Red Cross, American Red Cross. Um, yeah, so a whole bunch of different genres. That's what's cool about the voice is it can do just about anything. Um, and so obviously it's a passion of mine. Um, and so I try to make a point to stay active. Um, I'm in a number of uh, rosters, artistic rosters. Um, I've been on the roster of the San Antonio Chamber Choir. Gosh, I don't know how long now. I want to say almost 10 years. Um, I've been in Chorus Austin now since I moved back. I was in Chorus Austin when I was in undergrad here at UT Austin. Left for graduate school, moved back and joined Chorus Austin again. Now I'm the bass section leader. Um, I also sing downtown at St. David's Episcopal Church. I was working there also in my undergrad. Like I said, I moved away and then came back and now I work there again. I, you can hear me singing there every Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, I try to stay active, you know, singing with the Austin Symphony Orchestra and like I said, I've done musical theater. I've done work for Zach Scott Theater. Um, so yeah, any opportunity I can get that fits into my very busy schedule, I'm, I'm in. Okay, so when are you going to quit your day job and just go into <laughs> doing voice? Right, if there was a Motown in Austin, I'd be all over it. Mm-hmm. So when you told me you, the first when you first told me you were an opera singer, that just blew my mind. The first person I thought of of course, was Paul Robeson. Yep. And I was like, wow. So is you, who, who do you look to in opera itself to as an influence? You know, unfortunately, I mean, there really isn't a lot of representation in, in opera. Been a brother singing opera, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's really not much. So, I mean, I think of Kathleen Battle, mm-hmm. uh, for better or worse. She's had, <laughs> she's definitely an amazing uh, top tier, top notch artist. Um, but, you know, um, sometimes the way you behave is, um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> You're familiar with, um, I'm sure you know of Leontine Price? Yeah, Leontine Price, yes. Do you know who I, do you know who I know? I know her brother. I used to hang out with him when I lived in D.C., General George Price. He's a retired general. Great guy. He, you know, I don't know how old he is now. He's probably 100 now, but he was a great guy. We used to hang out with a group of people and we go... Uh, have cocktails, if you will, and that kind of thing. But he was he was a super guy. Yeah. And he actually said that he was his he was her her manager or whatever. But yeah, yeah, General George Price. Yeah, Leontine Price, definitely I, I consider her uh, you know, as a trailblazer. She broke the way for for a lot of, you know, people of color in, in opera, which was otherwise always, you know, just yeah, Caucasian, white, yeah. So definitely I think of her. I think of um Contemporarily, I think of um, Denise Graves. 
black woman who sings opera, often uh, well known for her, her roles as uh, Delilah in Samson and Delilah. Um, I also think of, although she um, does many, her voice is so versatile that she does opera and musical theater as uh, Audra McDonald. I don't think I've heard of her. Interesting. Okay. Tell us about the community of artists uh, here in Austin. You mentioned that you were in, you know, in the choirs when you were in, in at the University of uh, uh, Texas and, and now and the, the, the orchestra and that type of thing. Tell us what the community is about or what it's like and how, if you encourage each other and feed off of each other's energy and, and talents. Yeah, it's amazing. Some of the connections and community that I'm a part of. I mean, these are people who are extremely talented. Um, these are the most professional, the most prepared, the most talented people in Central Texas that you could probably ever, ever meet. Um, and it's, it's an honor and a privilege to work with each and every one of them. Um, many of them I have, especially in the San Antonio Chamber Choir, which is kind of a reunion every time we get together because some of them I actually went to graduate school with at uh, Indiana University in Bloomington. Um, some of them I've been singing with since undergrad. Um, and I'm thinking of the people that I sing with in Chorus Austin um, and at my church, St. David's Episcopal Church. In fact, we have a Compline service in the evening, which is evening prayers um, every Sunday night uh, at eight o'clock. You can find us on Facebook, St. David's Compline Service. If you want to tune in, there's a live stream. Um, and some of the singers there I've actually sung with since undergraduate school. We're very supportive and we're always very prepared. Um, I love that we have a professional approach and that we're always striving for excellence in music and just in performance in general. And again, I, I couldn't ask for better colleagues. I mean, it really is so collegial. Um, I know in a lot of markets, um, maybe artists are feeling like they're competing against one another for opportunities. Um, and I don't get the sense of that feel that any, any time here in, in Central Texas, everyone is, like I said, very supportive. And um, yeah, there are times when we might be vying for the same role, but you know, it's always, like I said, very, very professional um, and supportive regardless of the outcome. Speaking of roles, um, when you think of opera and you think of Black men, there's always that role that comes up. Paul Robeson played it and a number of other brothers, Othello. Have you ever played Othello or do you have aspirations to play Othello? Yeah, so you were talking about Othello and some other roles that are typically, um, you know, African-Americans are cast um, in those roles. Um, I haven't yet, and that would be wonderful. I would really enjoy doing Othello. I've done some scenes from Othello, but they were uh, what I, what musicians and opera singers call dry theater. And that's just what most people think of when they think of theater. There's no music, it's just spoken lines. And uh, we call it dry theater. Um, and so I've done some scenes with Othello and, you know, without the music, just the Shakespeare itself. Um, but I've never done um, uh, something that was composed to music or set to music. Um, but I would love that opportunity. Okay. Um, what, had you always been able to sing, I mean, like from a child, or was there something that, you know, oh, I, I love music? And what turned you on to music and singing? And what, what, what is your, your voice? What is it, baritone, bass, or? Baritone. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it all started in childhood, for sure. Um, 
I think I definitely had a natural affinity for it and still do. Um, uh, something just a gift that I am, am blessed with and very grateful for. Um, and don't take for granted, actually. I, I, I count every blessing, um, and that's one of them. Um, but as a child, my grandmother first took me to piano lessons every week, uh, which I hated. I would rather be playing or you know, something like that rather than be taken to piano lessons. But she knew what she was doing. You know, she would tell me when I was a child, she said, you know, this will be another form of income for you if you can, you can do music. So she was already thinking ahead. And I guess that must have stuck with me because here we are. This is a, another way to, to earn, another way to make a living. So I guess that's yep. me. Absolutely. So tell us, um, where can, if we want to hear you sing, and we do, where can we hear you or see you perform? I mean, I guess with COVID, you know, on the demise, hopefully. Where will you be performing? Where, tell the people where you'll be performing and we can come and see. Sure. I think the best way to, you know, is to catch me on a live stream. Um, like I said, I, um, I'm on the music staff at St. David's Episcopal Church in downtown Austin, uh, stdave.org. And I perform there, do uh, music ministry um, every Sunday morning and every Sunday evening. The other opportunities to see me are, are going to be, you know, pretty hit or miss, which is unfortunate because of COVID-19. Sometimes we plan on having an in-person concert and then, you know, all of a sudden have to shift and just live stream it. Um, but I would say just follow the websites of, of the organizations that I sing with. Um, the San Antonio Chamber Choir would be SA, as in San Antonio. So that's sachamberchoir.org. Um, and the local organization that I perform with is Chorus Austin, and that's chorusaustin.org. Chaz Naylor, we appreciate you coming to uh, talk to us here in Jollyville, and we wish you the best of the best, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Star and Dig This. No one can do every, any, I, I forgot my thing, because <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. Let me try that again. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Star and Dig This. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. That was great, man. What am I, I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And you guys, yeah, it was just really natural. Thank you. The cast and crew of episodes 401 and 402 include Uncle Asar Alkebalon, Emily Ansonek, Michelle Darcy, Michael Crosa, Jamie Davis, Norman Davis, Richard Derry, Brian Green, Liz Hagler, Nick Hockstra, J.B. Skurlock, Michael Stanley, Matt Waite, and K.Y.'s Denton. Jollyville Radio is a member of the Pizza Rice Podcasting Collaborative. This recording was made in accordance with social distancing and produced in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Direction and music by Michael Crosa with social media help from Liz Hagler. Our talented editors are Jamie Davis, Richard Davies, and Dr. Monse Santillan. If you'd like to support Jollyville Radio, please leave us a rating, a review, or tell a friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jollyville Radio on both. Be sure to tag us so that we can share your pictures and fan art. You can buy stickers and merch at jollyvilleradio.com. You can also become a patron with a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash jollyvilleradio. The credits were read by the writers of episodes 401 and 402. 
Uncle Asar Akebalon, Emily Antonek, Michael Prosa, Jamie Davis, Norman Davis, Brian Green, Liz Raider Higler, and Kay Wise Denti. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Hello, this is your. Oh, sorry. Let me try that again. <clears throat> you know, the one in Parker Plaza, just off Prospect Place. <laughs> it's over by the Pat Penderson Party Supplies. Sorry, I added that when you weren't looking. <laughs> oh, the man, what he does to me when I'm not looking. Is that the person with the pinatas, Michael? Yes, it is. Pat Penderson Party Supplies. Perfect purveyors of pretty pinatas. <laughs> oh Jesus! Comfortable, comfortable. Sometime when we're not recording, I'll tell you how we got it on, Beauregard. Not. Oh no. Okay, Beauregard. Now you put that gosh darn ring on my finger so we can get back to the car and home again. My toes are all sandy and I'm freezing my butt off. And all other parts of my anatomy are going to be frigid. And he took off his jacket all gentlemanly and wrapped it around me, his hands lingering ever so long on my shoulders. <laughs> Just like his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I had them both so I could attest to the manliness. <laughs> Wait, now hold on a minute. Why did Beauregard want to go down to the beach? The restaurant would have been so much more comfortable. Well, what he really had in mind was doing a little bit of hanky-panky in the moonlight, ladies. What the hell you think we'd go down to the beach? Michael? Oh, my gosh, I got so wrapped up in the story. <laughs> oh, well, I'm in 2220, but I don't know where the hell I am. <laughs> Look, somebody proposed in the park. I heard about it when Sully. Well, damn. Look, somebody proposed in the park. I heard it when Sully Joan was told. Look, somebody proposed in the park. I heard about it when Sully. <laughs> you got this. Look, somebody proposed in the park. I heard it when Sully Joan. <sighs> This is getting annoying. You hoist me out of my own petard again. <laughs> deep breath, girl. Deep breath. It's going in the bloopers. Well, when it came to keeping a girl warm, well, well, well. So I told the brother. You mind your own business, kitty. Well, let me tell you, sugar, that is a very, very plain. Excuse me, sugar. I screwed that up. Bless her heart. Omnipop. No, I, <laughs> I think it's like a good energy to come afterwards. <laughs> uh, I had, while well, moving the cat, I accidentally muted my computer. I don't know if that's going to affect the um, Zoom. I'm sorry. Can we, do, can we do this part again, Michelle? Michael, your attention was on your cat and not on me. The wrong kitty. Oh, my Lord. You don't know one pussy from another, do you, boy? Proud member of the Podnuga Network.